Hello and welcome. I am Kim Keen, host of the One of a Kind You podcast. I started this podcast to share my journey of my past self, a woman who was struggling with leaving her teaching career and adjusting to stay-at-home mom life, to help other women with their motherhood journeys or their work-life balance journeys so they can make themselves a priority, let go without all the sacrificing. So if you are a regular listener of One of a Kind You, welcome back. I'm so excited that you decided to join me for another episode. If you are a new listener, welcome, welcome. I'm so excited that you found this podcast and that you're deciding to give it a chance. I hope that you enjoy what you hear today. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk with you about living in survival mode. And I'm sure as moms, most of us can relate because this is probably how we operate most frequently frequently without even realizing it. So without further ado, let's dive in. So this journal entry is from April 6, 2016. It's a continuation of last week's episode. So it goes like this. The readings in Journey to the Heart and the meditations from Calm have all been really relevant too. The messages have been just what I've needed. Today in Journey to the Heart, the reading discussed being present for yourself and others too. This is a challenge for me on a daily basis. I'm great at taking on too much, so it allows me to be preoccupied and not focus on the now. When I'm unable to focus on the preoccupations, I get frustrated and angry. She mentions that survival is no longer enough. That really hit me this morning because I'm frequently in survival mode, even though I don't need to be. She says, be present for others' hearts. I'm not present for my own, and at times not others either. That is something I want to work on and be more aware of because it is so important. So, uh, just a short entry today, and uh, but powerful nonetheless. So, um, I didn't realize that I was operating in survival mode, and I think part of the reason is is because um, as a stay-at-home mom or just a mom in general, we're used to taking on all of the responsibilities for our family. Um, a friend, a couple friends and I went for coffee yesterday and we were talking about this, how, you know, it feels like most of the time the responsibility of being present for the kids, managing the household, it typically falls on us. Um, even though, you know, as a stay-at-home mom, you don't necessarily have a job outside of the house. And so um, if you're a working mom, then you have a job outside of the house, but you still have all the responsibilities at home to manage. And sometimes it can feel like the spouse gets to only focus on the house responsive or only focuses on, on their work responsibilities. And then everything gets dumped onto us. And I can tell you at this stage in my life, when I was writing these journal entries, I really truly felt that way because my husband had this um, crazy demanding job which he still does. And it's been a little bit easier with the pandemic because he hasn't been going into the office nearly as much. However, um, there are times now where he still has to go into the office and I am managing a business and um, he's not available. So I have to figure out how to find the balance. And it's really, there isn't really a balance. It's more of a balancing act, adjusting and sliding the scale when needed. but because more often than not, especially in 2016, I felt like I was carrying the weight of the world on my shoulders and was really just in survival mode. I was not enjoying life. I didn't find joy in being home with my kids. I didn't find joy in washing dishes, doing laundry, cleaning, none of that. And partly it was because I was still, two years after leaving my teaching career, still kind of angry about the fact that it didn't work out the way that I wanted it to. Plus, I was trying to heal all of this trauma that was discovered um, well, I knew the trauma was there, but it was brought to the surface in therapy and I wasn't really given tools to heal the trauma. So I was trying to navigate and manage 
so much stuff in addition to being a mom for my girls and being a wife to my husband. I, I was really trying to be there for myself and I couldn't be everything to everyone. And so I really didn't know how to prioritize that and figure out how to make myself a priority and still the kids a priority and still the husband a priority. And like I said, it's still a struggle at times. Um, but I had practiced acceptance now and I recognize what is in my control and what is beyond my control. But at this time, I didn't even know what was in my control and what wasn't. And so um, I frequently lived in autopilot mode. Uh, the day would go by and I had just done everything so automatically that there were times where I almost couldn't recall the day or what had happened. And I also took on too much because I was looking for um, my sense of worth, my sense of value in, in the doing. Um, I've talked before about be, do, have, or have, do, be. I, I was in being mode and um, doing mode so I could f have the feelings of being enough. Um, because with all of the things that were being stirred up in therapy, the childhood emotional neglect, the codependency, the anxiety, I thought that I was the only one on the face of the planet dealing with issues, and I felt so defective and broken. I thought that it meant that I was a horrible person and that, you know, no one should continue to love me or want to be with me and that I should just basically die off being alone. And so... I took on all of these things to try and say like, hey, even though no one knew that I was struggling uh, because I put on a really good facade and made it seem as though like I had life together, I could manage the kids by myself and not lose my mind, I could manage the house and not lose my mind, and I was completely content and happy having a husband who worked all the time and would come home from work exhausted and miserable. And so um, I took on all this stuff. Because I, w I was trying to make myself feel like, you got this, Kim, you can do this, you're valuable, you're worthy. And I was also looking desperately for someone to validate me. I was looking desperately for someone to say like, oh, Kim, you're amazing, look at all that you do. And guess what? Nine times out of ten, that didn't come. And so then I felt really angry and pissed off about it because I'm like, oh, I just bent over backwards accommodating everyone, helping at school, taking on room mom, not for one class but two classes. And, and doing this and doing that and, and subbing and working at the college and taking and, and, and all these things and no one's saying thank you to me. No one's recognizing because what I failed to realize is that everybody else was living their own life and I wasn't even a blip on the radar. And so I had to step out of survival mode and say like, oh, wow, Kim, you're really doing this. You're doing a great job. You're doing the best that you can with keeping it together for the kids, keeping it together for Pete doing your best to keep it together for yourself so that you can be all the things that you want to be and really just finding um, gratitude in the moment of like, okay, Kim, teaching didn't work out the way that you thought it was going to. Nope, you never envisioned yourself as a stay-at-home mom, but you can do this. You're more than capable. You managed a classroom with 25 kids, five-year-olds, mind you, by myself all day and I came out on top at the end. So if you can manage 25 kids by yourself all day, you surely can manage two. <laughs> so um, granted, I had two kids that didn't nap. But, you know, so it was just putting things into perspective and really recognizing that I, more importantly than anything else, I wasn't in danger anymore. So I didn't need to live in that survival mode. I wasn't in an abusive relationship anymore. I wasn't in a 
school environment that was filled with stress and tension and anger and disappointment and resentment. I wasn't there anymore. And so really the survival mode was on some level really hard for me to step out of because it was such an automatic way for me to be that I had to really do some self-reflection and realize like, okay, Kim, life has changed. You're not in danger. There is no saber-toothed tiger chasing you. There is no one, no, no harm knocking at your door. You don't live in an environment where someone is verbally abusing you, physically abusing you, mentally abusing you. You can step out of survival mode because you're okay. And really reprogramming my brain to recognize that and say, you know, okay, I'm safe. My kids are safe. My husband's safe. Our, our animals are safe. Everything is safe. Our neighborhood is safe. And I could step out of that and and not have to feel defensive or like I had to prove myself. But I knew after reading that quote that I was in survival mode because I was in autopilot. I was taking on way too much and I was not living in the present moment. And by doing those three things, it prevented me from really enjoying the moment and and seeing the beauty and everything that was around me, seeing the beauty of my girls growing up and laughing and playing and having fun and loving each other and loving my husband and loving me, watching the dogs just, well, we had one at the time, watching, oh no, I guess we had two because that was 2016 and we got Winnie in 2015, but watching the dogs play together and just be um, in the moment and unconditionally happy. And so when I recognized the whole survival mode way of existence, I thought, okay, I can't do this anymore. I have to make some changes, but it was really hard because I didn't know what changes A to make and I did B didn't know how to make them because um, I had to really get down to the root of why I was living in survival mode. And it was um, because most of my life was filled with this feeling of not being safe, um, not being safe emotionally because I rarely had my feelings validated. Um, more so with the abusive relationship than I did as a child, but um, not always feeling seen and heard, not feeling like I could express myself, um, and seeing a lot of dysfunction in my mom's household. And so on some level, I was recreating those things that felt familiar in my own house because that was giving me this the certainty that um you that I was getting from living in survival mode and stepping out of that survival mode um was very uncertain for me because I didn't really know how to navigate life outside of it because I had lived in survival mode for so incredibly long but just having that awareness that I was living that way was hugely beneficial it took me a long time um to to figure out how to change that and mostly it was just starting to heal. It was starting to um, recognize that I was more deserving of what I was allowing myself to live each and every day. And knowing that I wanted something different. I didn't want to continue living the way that I was because I was miserable. And I didn't want my girls to grow up in that environment because I recognized that if I continued doing what I was doing, they were going to grow up to be just like me. And with where I was in that point in life, I did not want them to grow up to be just like me. I did not want them to grow up being miserable and feeling hopeless and defeated and flawed. I did not want them to grow up and feel as though they're not worthy of love 
and good things and success, I wanted them to grow up and feel empowered and be able to say in any situation what they think, what they feel, what they want, what they need. And so it was, you know, this gradual awakening or epiphany of, of recognizing that I needed to change first in order for things around me to change. And part of that was stepping out of survival mode. So if you feel like you're in survival mode and you need some help or just some guidance, my goodness, please feel free to reach out to me. I love getting instant messages on or DMs on social media from my listeners. I love getting emails. I respond to all of them myself. Um, so it makes my day and you can tell I love to talk. So, um, I love just connecting and, and sharing what I know so that other women can step into who they're really meant to be and embrace the life that they have so they can enjoy every minute of it. Um, because it goes by in the blink of an eye. And I recognize that now more than ever, as I see my girls, I feel like they grow and change each and every day. And so I really just want everyone to really just enjoy the time that we have here on this planet and enjoy our kids and enjoy whatever we have going on in life that makes us smile and makes us happy. So I hope you found today's episode helpful. If you did, please leave a review. I read those too so that I can take my listeners feedback and continue to improve upon this podcast and continue giving you what you need um, since you take the time to pick it and listen. And I am so grateful and appreciative of that. If you have a friend that would benefit from this episode, please feel free to share um, the more the merrier. And thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you next week.